Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode. And before we get started, let's say a word of prayer so the Lord will be with us as we learn more of what He would have us to do with our lives and while we're here on this earth so that we can prepare for what is to come because we want to be with Him forever. So with that being said, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all of the many blessings that you give to us, both great and small. Lord, we want to be with you forever. Help us to know what you would have us to do. Help us to give up everything for you. Help us to get others to see the love that you have for them. Help us to be a light shining in the darkness. Lord, we know that Satan is out there roaring like a lion, seeking whom he may devour, but you are stronger than him, and you have told us to fight and to stand firm against the adversary, and you have given us all of the tools necessary to fight the good fight of faith. And I ask that you continue to lead and guide and direct us. Help us, Lord, to become more and more like you each and every day. And we ask all these things in your wonderful Holy Son's name. Amen. All right, so I wanted to talk about an important topic about leaving the cities. Right now, with all of the craziness going on in the world, and there is a lot of it, and it gets worse and worse all of the time, now more than ever, we need to take this counsel very seriously and get out before it is too late and before we can. And I'm going to be reading from a book, Country Living, the first chapter, and we'll discuss it as we read each of the paragraphs. This is so important, so pay attention closely. She says this, Few realize the importance of shunning so far as possible all associations unfriendly to religious life. In choosing their surroundings, few make their spiritual prosperity the first consideration. Parents flock with their families to the cities because they fancy it easier to obtain a livelihood there than in the country. The children, having nothing to do when not in school, obtain a street education. From evil associates, they acquire habits of vice and dissipation. The parents see all this, but it will require a sacrifice to correct their error, and they stay where they are until Satan gains full control of their children. And I have seen this time and time again, and have witnessed it with people in my own family, unfortunately, where the children have had that street education and have made some very sad, poor choices, and it has led them down a road of evil, and it is so disheartening to see these young people waste away their life because of the bad decisions that the parents have made, knowingly or unknowingly. She continues, Better sacrifice any and every worldly consideration than to imperil the precious souls committed to your care. They will be assailed by temptations and should be taught to meet them, but it is your duty to cut off every influence, to break up every habit, to sunder every tie that keeps you from the most free, open, and hearty committal of yourselves and your family to God. Instead of the crowded city, seek some retired situation where your children will be so far as possible shielded from temptation, and there train and educate them for usefulness. The prophet Ezekiel thus enumerates the causes that led to Sodom's sin and destruction. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hands of the poor and needy. 
All who would escape the doom of Sodom must shun the course that brought God's judgments upon that wicked city. And we must do the same. We must flee out of the cities. She says this, The world over, cities are becoming hotbeds of vice. On every hand are the sights and sounds of evil. Everywhere are enticements to sensuality and dissipation. The tide of corruption and crime is continually swelling. Every day brings the record of violence, robberies, murders, suicides and crimes unamiable. Life in the cities is false and artificial. The intense passion for money getting, the world of excitement and pleasure seeking, the thirst for display, the luxury and extravagance, all are forces that with the great masses of mankind are turning the mind from life's true purpose. They are opening the door to a thousand evils. Upon the youth they have almost irresistible power. That is something to think about. We must be very very careful when we have to go into the cities for food or supplies or whatever it might be. We need to guard against the temptations that are there because they're on every single corner. It's, it seems like you can't avoid looking at something that you shouldn't see. And with everybody, especially nowadays, so numb to the fact that these things used to be not okay whatsoever. But now people can wear whatever they want, dress and drink and do and say whatever they want in public and it seems to be all right with everybody else. We must be always in prayer for that exact reason. She continues, one of the most subtle and dangerous temptations that assails the children and youth in the cities is the love of pleasure. Holidays are numerous. Games and horse races draw thousands and the world of excitement and pleasure attracts them away from the sober duties of life. Money that should have been saved for better uses is frittered away for amusements. Through the working of trust and the results of labor unions and strikes, the conditions of life in the city are constantly becoming more and more difficult. Serious troubles are before us, and for many families, removal from the cities will become a necessity. The physical surroundings in the cities are often a peril to health. The constant liability to contact with disease, and we see this now more than ever. The prevalence of foul air, <laughs> I mean, with the quarantine going on, we can see how much the air is really cleared from the cities. Impure water, impure food, the crowded, dark, unhealthful dwellings are some of the many evils to be met. They get no sunshine, they get no good water, and bad food, and the living conditions are horrible. It was not God's purpose that people should be crowded into cities, huddled together in terraces and tenements. In the beginning, he placed our first parents amidst the beautiful sights and sounds he desires us to rejoice in today. The more nearly we come into harmony with God's original plan, the more favorable will be our position to secure health of body and mind and soul. We must realize the dangers of city living and get as far away from it as possible. It doesn't mean you can't go in there to work or get necessities, but we shouldn't have to live there every single day. We go, get what we need, and get back to the safety of the country. It only brings ruin to your soul. She continues with this. I could not sleep past two o'clock this morning. During the night season, I was in council. I was pleading with some families to avail themselves of God's appointed means and get away from the cities to save their children. Some were loitering, making no determined efforts. The angels of mercy hurried Lot and his wife and daughters by taking hold of their hands. Had Lot hastened as the Lord desired him to, his wife 
life would not have become a pillar of salt. Lot had too much of a lingering spirit. Let us not be like him. The same voice that warned Lot to leave Sodom bids us come out from among them and be ye separate and touch not the unclean. Those who obey this warning will find a refuge. Let every man be wide awake for himself and try to save his family. Let him gird himself for the work. God will reveal from point to point what to do next. Hear the voice of God through the Apostle Paul. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Lot trod the plain with unwilling and tardy steps. He had so long associated with evil workers that he could not see his peril until his wife stood on the plain a pillar of salt forever. And we do not want to wait until it's too late, because at one point in time the cities will be on worse lockdown than what they are today being quarantined. There will be martial law. People will not be able to leave the cities. And then you'll be stuck there without a way out. We must get out now. And people will tell you, oh, wait until this law passes. Or it's not yet, but soon we'll have to get out of the cities. No, it is high time to get out of the city. It's way past the time. And I mean, if it was time to get out of the cities back in her day, it is so much more now in our day because the cities are 10, 100 times worse than they were back in her day. I mean, they're even more crowded now and the air is even more impure and the water is more impure because they have changed things and done things and there's more cars and things than back in her day. So we must get out. And the and the wickedness is way more than what her day was, too. People are dressing differently. People have more freedoms than they had back then, and they just don't care. They are not in the least concerned with people looking at them anymore. People are just going to do whatever people want to do, and it doesn't matter whether society agrees or not. And that is the sad condition of our world today. But more importantly, people don't care what God wants them to do. They just want to do whatever they want to do because it's convenient and it will take a sacrifice to leave and to have that faith and trust in the Lord. We must put our faith in the Lord. He will look out for us. He will help us even if it means that we have to drive an hour to work or an hour and a half. Sometimes sacrifices have to be made in order to get out and be safe and free from the wickedness that the city affords. All right, she says this, the time is near when the large cities will be visited by the judgments of God. In a little while, these cities will be terribly shaken, no matter how large or how strong their buildings, no matter how many safeguards against fire may have been provided. Let God touch these buildings, and in a few minutes or a few hours, they are in ruins. The ungodly cities of our world are to be swept away by the beasts of destruction. In the calamities that are now befalling immense buildings and large portions of cities, God is showing us what will come upon the whole earth. And we have seen it through earthquakes, through hurricanes, through tornadoes, through fires, time and time again, how these places have been destroyed. And it's getting much much worse than it ever has before. And this is just the beginning. It's about to get much worse to come in the future. We must, must get out of the cities. Time and time again, we are given the warnings. And this is what she says will be the results if the warnings are not heeded. She says this, I am bidden to declare the message that cities full of transgression and sinful in the extreme will be destroyed by earthquakes, by fire, by flood 
flood, all the world will be warned that there is a God who will display his authority as God. His unseen agencies will cause destruction, devastation, and death. All the accumulated riches will be as nothingness. Calamities will come, calamities most awful, most unexpected, and these destructions will follow one after another. If there will be a heeding of the warnings that God has given, and if churches will repent, returning their allegiance, then other cities may be spared for a work. But if men who have been deceived continue in the same way in which they have been walking, disregarding the law of God and presenting falsehoods before the people, God allows them to suffer calamity, that their senses may be awakened. The Lord will not suddenly cast off all transgressors or destroy entire nations, but he will punish cities and places where men have given themselves up to the possession of satanic agencies. Strictly will the cities of the nations be dealt with, and yet they will not be visited in the extreme of God's indignation, because some souls will yet break away from the delusions of the enemy, and will repent and be converted, while the mass will be treasuring up wrath against the day of wrath. The Lord puts these things out there for a warning for us to get our act together so that we can tell people what is to come. And it's amazing to me that more people don't realize what is going on right now, that they're just blind to this. But more and more people are waking up to the fact that something is happening and that God is trying to warn us. And we must warn the people, too, that these things are coming. We must tell them to get out of the cities because the end is near and that there is a God that loves them. And if they repent and believe on him, that they can be saved. We have a solemn duty to tell others of his love and to warn them of what is to come. Otherwise, they'll say to us, you knew and you didn't tell us? Why didn't you tell us? Then their blood will be on our heads. And I certainly don't want that. I want them to know. I want them to have a chance to realize. And many people think that God is unloving because he allows these things to happen. No, it is because he loves us that he does these things. He allows these things for a purpose so that we can break away and repent and be converted. Sometimes when a child does something wrong, you have to punish them. Otherwise, they don't learn the lesson and they'll just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. A true loving parent has to teach the child that they know their best interest and that they don't want them to get hurt and do something worse later on in life. That is what the Lord does for us. And he's trying to get us to see what the evilness of the world brings our way if we do not repent and if we do not change the course of our actions. And now is the time to wake out of sleep. Now it is time to warn the world more than ever. And hearts are going to be open because of the calamities that are going on, because prophecy is being fulfilled, and because these things are happening right here and right now, you can prove to them these things way easier than you were before because signs are just happening in a, a rapid fashion. And it's amazing to think that we are living in the end days. It's also a little scary, but with the Lord on our side, we do not have to fear what is to come. 
come. We must have faith and trust in the Lord, and we must put our relationship with Him first. And that is the only way we will be able to make it through and be with Him in the end. She continues, There are reasons why we should not build in the cities. On these cities, God's judgments are soon to fall. The time is near when large cities will be swept away, and all should be warned of these coming judgments. It doesn't mean just people in the church. Every single person in the world needs to be warned of the coming destruction. Oh, that God's people have had a sense of the impending destruction of thousands of cities, now almost given to idolatry. And that is why it's so sad to see so many ministers and people of authority and respect say to people, you don't have to move away from the cities now. You still have a little bit of time. No, you don't. We don't have time to get out because sometimes it takes time to find a place and you have to look and have faith that the Lord will lead you out of the city, but now is the time to make the move. Start packing up in faith. Start making the necessary arrangements. Start looking for places to live. It is high past the time we get out of the cities. And if you hear a minister or somebody else say to you that you don't have to worry about that for a while yet, do not listen to them. They do not know what they are speaking of. And you can show them with these quotes that they are in error and that they themselves need to get out of the cities as well. We need to take these instructions and heed them and know that this is for our own good because there is worse coming upon us than we can even think or imagine. She continues, Last Friday morning, just before I awoke, a very impressive scene was presented before me. I seemed to awake from sleep, but was not in my home. From the windows I could behold a terrible conflagration. Great balls of fire were falling upon houses, and from these balls, fiery arrows were flying in every direction. It was impossible to check the fires that were kindled, and many places were being destroyed. The terror of the people was indescribable. That is a chilling scene for sure. I can only imagine what it must have been like to see that for yourself and feel like you were there. And this is what is going to come upon us. Balls of fire are going to come on the cities and destroy them. We must get out. We must arouse the people. And this is the very next thing she says. While at Loma Linda, California, in April 16th, 1906, there passed before me a most wonderful representation. During a vision of the night, I stood on an eminence from which I could see houses shaken like a reed in the wind. Buildings, great and small, were falling to the ground. Pleasure resorts, theaters, hotels, and the homes of the wealthy were shaken and shattered. Many lives were blotted out of existence, and the air was filled with the shrieks of the injured and the terrified. The destroying angels of God were at work. One touch and buildings so thoroughly constructed that men regarded them as secure against every danger quickly became heaps of rubbish. There was no assurance of safety in any place. I did not feel in any special peril, but the awfulness of the scenes that passed before me I cannot find words to describe. It seemed that the forbearance of God was exhausted and that the 
judgment day had come. The angel that stood at my side then instructed me that but few have any conception of the wickedness existing in our world today, and especially the wickedness in the large cities. He declared that the Lord has appointed a time when he will visit transgressors in wrath for persistent disregard of his law. Terrible as was the representation that passed before me, that which impressed itself most vividly upon my mind was the instruction given in connection with it. The angel that stood by my side declared that God's supreme rulership and the sacredness of his law must be revealed to those who persistently refuse to render obedience to the king of kings. Those who choose to remain disloyal must be visited in mercy with judgments in order that if possible they may be aroused to a realization of the sinfulness of their course. And we should be thankful that the Lord loves us enough to do this because otherwise how can we awake out of sleep without seeing the cause and the effect? And we have seen how this can happen. With 9-11 happened, people thought those towers would never fall. Yet in a matter of minutes, those towers were gone in ashes. And as sad and horrible as that event, there is worse to come. That will not be the last of the destruction. We have seen it time and time again how buildings have fallen due to earthquakes and floods and fires and through other means such as the Twin Towers. But we yet have not awakened out of the fact that we need to get out of the cities. We need that realization more than ever and we must get out because it is high time to flee from the wrath to come. We must not hesitate like Lot did. She says this, In harmony with the light given me, I am urging people to come out from the great centers of population. Our cities are increasing in wickedness, and it is becoming more and more evident that those who remain in them unnecessarily do so at the peril of their soul salvation. So if we continue living in this wickedness and are continued to be surrounding it willingly, knowingly, we are putting our soul salvation at risk. We will be lost if we do not change our course of action. And that is the worst thing that we could do. And it is so sad that we would be willing to put our soul at risk because we want the convenience, because we don't want to go through the hassle of moving or whatever excuses we come up with. It's too hard. It's too this. It's it's whatever the excuses the devil gives you because he wants you to be there and he doesn't want you to flee and be safe and he doesn't want you to tell other people to flee because then you're considered a fanatic and too judgmental and you don't know what you're talking about we still have plenty of time this is false and this is exactly what the devil would want you to do and wants you to hear and he wants you to believe these lies because he wants you to be lost and God wants us to be saved and that is why he brings these things upon us to get us to open up our eyes and that is why he had to eventually get rid of Sodom and Gomorrah because of the great wickedness that was going on in the cities and now the wickedness is just as bad if not worse probably worse, most definitely worse than it was back in Lot's day. We have new laws now that allow people to marry whoever they want. They allow them to get rid of babies. They allow them to 
get drugs very easily, there's violence, there's a whole bunch of crimes and wickedness going on that you could list, and it is sickening and so sad, and we must protect ourselves and our children and all of those people because they don't know a lot of them and those who do know and stay in it anyway are risking their salvation and so are we if we ignore the warnings and the heatings we must take action actions speak louder than words we can say over and over to people that we love them or that we care about them but if we do nothing to help them and to save them how is it that we love them we don't truly love them if we do nothing about their salvation about warning them you could tell your children oh i love you but then allow them to get hurt that's not true love no sometimes though if they don't listen they're gonna get hurt but at least you warn them about it that's the difference you tell them not to touch the fire because you know the pain it causes and then if they can do it anyway despite the fact they'll learn very quickly not to do it the next time unfortunately many people disregard the warnings that the lord gives them and they continue on doing whatever they want to do regardless of the consequences and that is sad indeed she says this let no temporal advantages tempt parents to neglect the training of their children whenever possible it is the duty of parents to make homes in the country for their children the children and youth should be carefully guarded they should be kept away from the hotbeds of iniquity that are to be found in our cities let them be surrounded by the influences of a true christian home a home where christ abides now it is better to live in a very small town than it is to live in the big huge cities like new york and los angeles and chicago and i could name all of the other big cities but you get the idea it is better to live in a very tiny town if you can't make it into the country than it is to live in those huge cities it is those huge huge cities that are going to be destroyed so if you for some reason cannot fully get out of city living at least try to find something on the outskirts in town far away so that if necessary you can run into the hills and the mountains and not be far away from it but yet you're not in the big huge cities that you can't escape from when they pass martial law and they're not allowing anybody to leave or enter this big cities she says this before the overflowing scourge shall come upon the dwellers of the earth the lord calls upon all who are israelites indeed to prepare for that event to parents he sends the warning cry gather your children into your own houses gather them away from those who are disregarding the commandments of god who are teaching and practicing evil get out of the large cities as fast as possible establish church schools Give your children the word of God as the foundation of all their education. I am instructed by the Lord to warn our people not to flock to the cities to find homes for their families. To fathers and to mothers I am instructed to say, fail not to keep your children within your own premises. We must not go into the cities to live. We must leave them far away as possible we must warn them teach them train them and we need to do the same for any other adult who's willing to listen let children no longer be exposed to the temptations of the cities that are ripe for destruction the lord has sent us warning and counsel to get out of the cities then let us make no more investments in the city fathers and mothers how do you regard the souls of your children
children. Are you preparing the members of your families for a translation into the heavenly courts? Are you preparing them to become members of the royal family, children of the heavenly king? What shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? How will it ease, comfort, convenience, compare with the value of the souls of your children? And this goes for every person. These are not just questions you should ask regarding your children, because if you don't have any children, you should ask these questions about yourself, about your friends, about your family. Are we preparing the souls to be ready for the king's coming? Are we preparing our own souls for God's coming? We must be ready. We must get other people ready. And unfortunately, a lot of people will not heed the warning, but we must prepare them anyway. We must tell them anyway. And there is a refuge in country living. And the Lord put Adam and Eve in the garden in the, in the first place, and he's calling us back to that way of life, where we have gardens that we can sustain ourselves, where we get to see the beautiful wildlife coming into our yard, where we get to breathe that fresh air, clean air, have good pure water, and we don't have to worry about the influences and the people getting our children corrupted. As in the days of Noah, so it shall be in our days. And Satan attracts men and women to the cities so that they are distracted by the things going on in the world so that they are not preparing their souls for Jesus' soon coming. He wants as many people as he can to lose their soul. But God has a stronger motive. He loves them and he wants them to be with him forever. So it is our duty and our responsibility to get them to see the necessity of moving away from the evil and wickedness of the cities. We cannot fail to see that the end of the world is soon to come. Satan is working upon the minds of men and women and many seem filled with a desire for amusement and excitement. As it was in the days of Noah, every kind of evil is on the increase. Divorce and marriage is the order of the time. At such a time as this, the people who are seeking to keep the commandments of God should look for retired places away from the cities. She says this very clearly, and we need to take these warnings to heart and to prepare this, our hearts because Christ is at the door and he's coming soon and time is running out and we are on borrowed time and have been for a while. It is only because of the Lord's mercy and love that we are still going, but soon that will run out and we will need to be ready and be prepared for what is yet to come because Jesus is coming soon and we will be with him forever. And the question we need to ask ourselves is, will we be ready for it? And we must get ready for it. We must decide now, who do we love more? Do we love the Lord or do we serve Satan? Because it only goes down to those two choices. There's no sitting on the fence. The choice is up to us and we must decide. And I pray that you decide for the Lord's side. And I pray that you help other people to help them realize that they want to be on the Lord's side. And I want you to remember that the Lord loves you and he has given these warnings for us for a reason, not because he hates us and he wants us to be isolated or whatever it is you might think. No, the Lord wants us to get away from the wickedness, wants us to be more like him, and he wants us to be with him forever because he loves us and wants the best for us.
I want to sing this song because I think it fits well with country living. This is my father's world. This is my father's world and to my listening ears all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees of skies and seas his hand the wanders rod this is my father's world the birds their carols raise the morning light the lily white declare their maker's praise this is my father's I hear him pass, he speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world, oh let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my father's world, why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king, let the heavens ring, God reigns, let the earth be glad. And we should be glad because the Lord is king and this is his world and he is coming back for us and we must get ready. Remember what it says in Matthew 5:16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.